0: Welcome to the Autism Classroom Resources Podcast. I'm Chris Reven. I'm your host. And I want to thank you for joining us today. I spy with my little eye a teacher who is very much ready for holiday break. Uh, Today, I want to talk about iSpy. I'm sorry, I couldn't resist. iSpy games have always been one of my go to strategies to fill in time to keep students engaged whenever there's downtime, but they're also really good for building vocabulary and facilitating language skills. I pull them out to eliminate that waiting when we're waiting to get into specials or waiting for the restroom. Um, And they're really good even just to pull out at the end of centers when we're waiting for everybody else to finish before we can rotate. And over the years, I've used them with all different ages, all different kinds of students, and I really like them for building language facilitation and particularly vocabulary of expressive and receptive vocabulary. But one of the things that I came to realize about iSpy this year that makes it ideal is that it's great for distance learning. It's equally great for classroom learning, whole group instruction, one-to-one instruction, but it's also really good for putting a picture up on the screen and getting started in your online session. In today's episode, I'm going to talk about five different adaptations of iSpy to help you teach receptive vocabulary, expressive vocabulary, to work on question asking and answering, addressing vocabulary with feature function categories, simplifying iSpy for those early learners that you may think aren't able to use it yet, working on turn taking, and even targeting basic letter skills. There is a free I Spy scene in the resource library that you can download at autismclassroomresources.com slash episode 62. And you'll also find I Spy kits from my store. Uh, When I was thinking about how to use iSpy in distance learning, I developed scenes to share with students on a screen. And that way, you know that everybody's looking at the same items and you could control or include what vocabulary you're targeting. And to make it even easier for the teachers, I included sheet sheets for questions that you could ask and vocabulary that's included so that you don't have to think a lot while you're doing it but you can use everything that i'm going to talk about today using other types of pictures as well you could use photographs you could use magazine pictures you can use actual surroundings as long as you're both seeing the same thing and of course you can always use it on the fly on a walk in the classroom wherever you are so autismclassroomresources.com/episode62 is where you'll find all of that as well as a trans- transcript and let's get started I'm sure that there are probably more ways to play I Spy than I'm gonna talk about here, but these are the ways that I've used to help students build vocabulary and facilitate language development most effectively. Uh, If you followed me for a while, You know, I don't always play games the way that they are intended. I make up different rules for different situations. Uh, So these are some of my variations that I've used. The first one is the traditional iSpy. spy. It makes a great icebreaker for starting off a group activity or to fill in time, as I've talked about. Uh, and in case you're not familiar with it, the classic version is you're looking at the environment or a picture and each person takes a turn saying, I spy something and a characteristic. And then the other players have to guess what the person's referring to. So I might say, I spy something green and you might guess frog. And if you're right, it's your turn. Sometimes you add the classic, I spy with my little eye, something green. Uh, And this version is great for working on turn-taking and for students who are verbal and able to infer characteristics of items and use them to give you clues. Now, it's not going to work as well for students who are nonverbal, obviously, or students who aren't expressively using characteristics of items yet. Although they would be able to answer questions by pointing, they wouldn't be able to take a turn asking the questions. So that's where some of the other variations come in. The second one is one that I call simple, I spy. And that's where you and the student or the students take turns naming or finding items in the picture. So you might say, I spy with my little eye, a snowman, rather than describing it. And the student might point to the item that was named or the student might just take a turn saying, I spy this. So again, it depends on what the student's skills are. This version works well for students who are working on some basic labeling skills or receptive identification of items. If students are working on basic labels, they answer the teacher. And if they're only working on receptive ID, then they point and the teacher then gives another I spy. The third one is I spy by feature function class, which focuses on identifying things by characteristics, by their purpose, or by their category. So it's like the traditional version, but it focuses specifically on having to identify something by a feature, its purpose, or its category. Working on feature function class is important because our students need to learn to focus on more than just labeling items, which is one of the benefits of iSpy. If I describe something to a student, I want them to be able to find it even if I don't know its name. So I spy by color would fit under this as a characteristic, but so would size, shape, category, and how we use it. So I spy something we sit in, and the answer might be a chair. If you're having the student identify items, you're working on receptive vocabulary by feature function class, and if they are describing the items for you to find, then it's expressive feature function class. And in behavior analysis, we often call that RFFCs and EFFCs. The fourth I spy is I spy verbs, which obviously would be finding and describing things by what someone is doing. So the spy would say, I spy something that is throwing, and the responder might identify the boy throwing snowballs verbs represent another dimension of language building for our students. And I spy gives them a fun way to practice identifying what people are doing. And then if you wanted to add some motor activity into it, you could also even have them act it out. And finally, the fifth I spy is I spy letters. And I admit that I am stretching a little bit to build this into language facilitation, but it's still a good skill to practice. In this version, you're identifying items by its beginning or ending letter. So you might say, I spy something that begins with T, and the answer would be tree. Or it might be, I spy something that ends with G, and the answer would be dog. Uh, Now, for all five of these, you can mix and match versions to build the vocabulary individually. And to me, that is one of the best parts about iSpy, in addition to the fact that it has a great ability to be pulled out for that fill-in activity. And so it's very easy to use it for differentiation. So you may give clues with iSpy letters, and the student may give clues with iSpy colors. Uh, or you may answer the student's cues expressively, but he might point to the picture to answer yours. You could also modify the whole game, as I noted earlier, and you give the cues and the student finds the item on the scene. Or you could point to the items and the student could tell you what he or she spies by describing it. It can be just another fun way to do instruction on vocabulary. In addition to building vocabulary and language facilitation, you could also work on turn taking, listening skills, following directions, attention to detail, and other skills, those all get built into your iSpy. And iSpy makes a great way to start off a distance learning session or a group activity to make it fun and engaging to help the students want to get involved in learning. So hopefully this gives you some ideas of ways to freshen up some of your group activities or your online sessions. And if you're an educator, I'd love to hear if you use I Spy with your students in our free Facebook group at specialeducatorsconnection.com. And don't forget to head over for your free I Spy seen uh, at autismclassroomresources.com slash episode 62. And while you're there, don't forget to hop over to the link to your podcast app and leave a review on the podcast. Thanks, guys. I'll see you again soon.